Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, I'm taking this opportunity to celebrate the end of an era. Oh, man, I love eras. I hate it when they end. <laughs> Did you? I don't, lo- I don't love ending. Endings of any kind are tough, but eras, I love those things. I don't know if you've heard about this, Jordan, but we are going to mark this year the end of over 40 years of Pat Sajak, America's most accepted mm-hmm. entertainer, yes. hosting Wheel of Fortune. I did hear that. And you know, that's it, funny that this is this news is coming down now because I I have been getting more into wheel in recent years. I you know me, I love a, a you know, I love a game show in the background. Family feuds my shit. Um yeah. and you know, that but I, you know, I I ditched my I I finally ditched my cable subscription and I'm just going with a like one of those HD antennas to watch, you know, standard ass tv and so i am down from uh i'm down from 40 episodes of family feud i can watch per day to simply two the two that air on kcal 9 um so i have been supplementing that with some wheel and some celebrity wheel um which is actually really entertaining uh some jordan jesse go guests have been on celebrity wheel um steve agee did quite good wow yeah um and yeah and I really have been um impressed by what a good example of like I, and and this is not an insult but like bland down the middle host Pat Sajak is like what a good job he does at that and like being a little funnier than he needs to be and a little more like yeah, a little more, a little, and definitely with the celebrity stuff, he definitely kind of, he can yuck it up with some famous yucksters. Um, now, I do kind of sort of think that maybe he is uh, kind of a right-wing a-hole, right? Am I? I think that's correct, yeah. I think yeah, he's I don't, a I don't monster know to, of some kind. I don't know I Look, obviously, degree. I'm not here to comment on his politics. I'm a public radio host. It's not no. my place. Sure. I'm, I, as a journalist, I have no politics. None. Uh, so yeah. However, so maybe I will. Maybe, maybe I'll put, he. Maybe he's a bit of a heel. It seems sure. possible he's a bit of a heel of a man. Yeah, I. I think I, so. I guess I would probably put him in the category of problematic fave. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I. I, I think as listen, if if I'm gonna yuck it up with an anti-vaxer, it's gonna be say Jack. I gotta tell you this. So I don't know if he's anti-vax. I think he might just be a. I don't like snowflakes guy or whatever. Who cares? Longtime listeners will know. And new listeners, well, we're excited to have one. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll know that you and I worked as RAs when we were in college. Oh, yeah, sure. And our boss, Ryan, mm-hmm. won on Wheel of Fortune. I believe he won a washer and dryer and some like $8,000 or something. And I remember watching Ryan's episode of Wheel of Fortune. And all I really remember about it, look, Ryan was a game show enthusiast. He's the kind of guy, you know, the guy's in charge of in the campus life industry. 
He knows how to put on a college sweatshirt and then cheer until he gets picked onto the prices right. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and a sweet guy, Ryan, was and presumably still is. But uh, all I remember about watching his episode, which he gathered everyone to his on-campus apartment to watch, was at one point Pat Sajak throwing to the announcer saying, and now a man more than I love, more than a man should love another man, so-and-so. <laughs> and they and, just left it in. And they just left it in there. And now... At the time, we didn't know he was a right-wing monster. So, not that I have any opinion about any wings. No. But at the time, we didn't know that he was possibly hateful. But... Well, you love... I mean, you love... You love you love the Buffalo Wild variety, right? Oh, sure. We're talking wings. <laughs> Absolutely. You like them Buffalo Wild. You're not... You can say Look, that. Do a I journalist... St- do I stop for wings? Yes. Given the opportunity, certainly sure. so. You'll stop. <laughs> Uh, wings and games. Those are things I'll stop for. Sure. Uh, it's signs. Um, I, I remember watching it and thinking like, you know, Pat Sajak, the paragon of sort of humorless game show hosting efficiency. Mm -hmm. Sajak, I feel like a man who, and like to the point where when, when Trebek would do something weird, it was like news. Right. Because like if he got slightly huffy with someone or whatever, because he was just a a brutal game show robot. Sure. Exceptionally good at it, but just brutal. And Sajak has very strong large market TV weatherman vibes. Right. Like local TV, not national. Local but large like market, like Minneapolis. Like this he guy probably, is like he Chicago, can... maybe even Chicago, okay, okay. Los Angeles, yeah. Dallas. I'm talking about top tier markets. Yeah, and long tenured, but also weirdly, like the thing about Ben Sajak is sometimes weirdly aggressive. Yeah, totally. That's that is he'll like he'll like go after somebody and in a like, way that. You shouldn't when you're just interviewing a mom about her book club in the area of Wheel of Fortune where you ask the contestants about their interests. Yeah, it's a really, um, but it occurred to me that there are few entertainers in America left who bring such an incredible combination of so much and so little to the table. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to put it. I think he really is, he has the competence his job requires, which is significant. I'm sure they tape seven of those a day or 12 of those a day. Yeah, probably a year of Wheel of Fortune is taped within two, like for in two weeks. I bet they and work I mean, two this, weeks a year and tape all the wheels. And Sajak has to work all that full two weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is think, not- And he hasn't said it, but- He's on crank. <laughs> this guy is getting... Okay, when they send him backstage to get a B12 shot, there's a little something extra in there for daddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> B12 plus, they call it. Give me He's the like, B12 let me drop trow. Show me what you got, he says right. to that onset doctor. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I don't know. I just I just was was thinking about him. I was thinking about how uh his odd combination of genial and hostile. Right. Um the fact so that he's, he's yeah, distinctive so he, but not distinctive enough. It is interesting that he is being replaced with Seacrest, who like I you know, I, I am kind of kind of appreciating Sajak's skill kind of, you know, lately I'm I'm doing it now as he's ending the run. I'm like, oh yeah, this guy like is is good at this and I'm, you know, in a way that maybe he doesn't get credit for. Is there something I'm missing about Seacrest? Because I do regard him as the just like boringest, blandest, like you know, I mean, makes moms famous. horny and maybe that's enough, you know, so yeah, like, I, I but but am I missing something? Is there this like secret Seacrest sauce that you know maybe I'll notice if I watch his era of yeah. wheel? Because he didn't like jump on the rock and roll train at the first station like Dick Clark did. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Dick Clark was basically getting that Bill Haley money for fifty years thereafter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Seacrest didn't do that. I I read a New York Times profile, like a big New York Times profile of Seacrest maybe 10 years ago. I guess I don't even know where he came from. I guess I just like, he always kind of seems to have been floating around and I don't know. Fucking local radio, dude. Okay. Local radio. And then he got, I think it was uh, the morning host on K-Rock or something like that. One of these sort of things. Yeah, I definitely remember like Carson Daly, you know, has become one of these guys, but- you know, as a as a teen, I always like gave Carson Daly some credit because, like, one time on TRL, he wore a bad religion shirt. And you know what, Carson Daly? I watched the Carson Daly show, of Extra Late Night or whatever it was called, uh, probably six times. Yeah. Very engaged, very yeah. engaged host and a and a pretty skilled interviewer. Mm-hmm. Not not just showing up and cashing checks he was really doing something on the show and i i appreciated that no i read i read this profile of brian seacrest and i don't think i have and this was a fawning profile in tone this was an article about how great ryan seacrest is like i want to be really clear about that this was not a secret low-key takedown of ryan seacrest in the new york times i don't think i've ever been more afraid and upset by a celebrity profile in my entire life because what this article was about it was four thousand words or whatever uh basically about (laughs) Ryan Seacrest's like working 22 hours a day with the goal of being nothing. (laughs) Like dedicating his entire life to bringing nothing to the table other than always being present. We, we put two hours a week into that max. And And then we go off and we live our lives. 90 minutes, depending on bathroom breaks. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) We've got things to do. Ryan Seacrest is working from 2 a.m. to 12.30 a.m. every single day. Like, it was like about how he he was like- Yeah, two hours a week. We're we're doing fine. He was getting up, doing L.A. morning radio, like a three, four-hour shift, 
then going to daytime television, then going to tape nighttime television. The whole thing was about how he wants to be the Dick Clark of the 21st century, but also how central to that, essentially having no specific talent or perspective Mm -hmm. or qualities is. He has enormous skill. Like, I don't think anyone would deny Ryan Seacrest's skill. He's worked hard. He's good at his job. But he's just not anything. Maybe, you know, maybe he'll he'll find it hosting wheel. Like, maybe, you know, like, just go into commercial. He'll bust out a harmonica or something. Let's introduce our he guest. He play the I, harmonica the whole time. Our guest has been very engaged, yes. visually engaged, has been giving us a, giving us a lot of face. Mm-hmm. During this, um, I, I have so much to say, and I've learned so much. Helen, you the- waited so long <laughs> to talk. I was waiting. I didn't. I, I was about to introduce you. Whether I was supposed to jump in, but I was really soaking in the information because there was a lot that I was like emphatically stand up, stand up comic, co-host of Go Fact Yourself. Sometime actor. She has a brand new comedy special called Well Hong, Helen Hong. Oh, Hi, Helen. Thank you so much. I I learned that I have a new bucket list item, Ooh. which mm-hmm. is to be on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. I know. Because I have been so out of the loop with Wheel of Fortune that I had kind of forgotten that there was a celebrity Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. And now that I know that there is one, I'm like, I need to get on that. That's what's great about Celebrity Wheel of Fortune is if you can get on that, not only can you win money, I guess probably for charity or whatever, who cares? Uh, but you know, as far it's as I'm just, concerned, it's wash, it's washer dryers, but they do give them to charity. So. Yeah, <laughs> the Ronald doctors, McDonald House, <laughs> Doctors Without Borders, just right. strapping a washer dryer There's on their Kenmore. back and trying to drag <laughs> it stackable to Kosovo. Ken, stackable Kenmore, and you're welcome. I, I my my one thing is like I feel like I'm at the I'm at the point of fame right now where I'm sort of in between. You know, slumming it, Wheel of Fortune, and Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. Like, I don't think I'm quite at Celebrity Wheel. Like, I feel like if I went on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune today, most of the viewers would be like, who even is that? And yet, I'm a little too famous to be on Plebeian Wheel of Fortune. It's a... You're not, you're not like a household name. Correct. like Like an AG, for example. Right. Where you're on yeah. the tip of everyone's tongue. You were on the Sarah Silverman program. You wear a lot of heavy prostheses in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, I you love gifted listen photographer. To. You just need to be a ra- play a ravager in something. <laughs> then you're there. Uh, how, do you think you'd do well? Are you like a do you do you like obviously you you host you host a game show podcast? I do. I host a game show podcast. Um do, do you about watch trivia. And, do you watch and, you know, play game shows at home? No, I don't. And I think that's kind of like been part of my success of, of hosting Go Fact Yourself is I co-host with Jake Keith Van Stratton, who is definitely a game show guy. And he's the moderator and he's got all the rules and, you know, knows like when somebody responds like, yeah. And I'm just there to be like a, a little bit of a layperson. 
I think that's been my like refreshing take as the layperson. And I'm just very enthusiastic about the topics that come up, such as just now when you guys were talking about this stuff. And I was like, <laughs> yes, Ryan Seacrest. I mean, does I'm convinced he's a clone because he does so many different things right now. I feel oh. like there's five Ryan Seacrests in a fridge somewhere and they just pull one out. For whatever the right. time of day it is, right? And so just there's w- the and just once in a while, one will snap and get murderous, and they can put yeah. it down. <laughs> like that movie Moon. Did you see that movie Moon? It might. Yeah. Yes, it, it could be a Seacrest. Could be a Moon. I'm sorry if that is if that's a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie Moon with Sam, what's movie. his name? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Sam and at Rockwell. the end, he gets killed by Ryan Seacrest. Yes. Spoiler. Sorry. He gets killed by the ro- the one rogue Seacrest that obviously was doing the nighttime talk show thing. Right. And he just uh, does not compute, does not compute. Um, but also, it's funny that you, that you um, because there is this type of guy, the Ryan Seacrest Carson Daly type, which um, I, as you guys were talking, I realized they're the eyebrow pencil of humans. <laughs> okay. In that... In that I This sounds like a rich metaphor to plumb here. <laughs> I'm gonna need some clarification. Yes. Jordan has I, a world literature degree, so he's used to this kind of explication. <laughs> okay, so people who are familiar with makeup, um, especially people who draw in their eyebrows, which a mm-hmm. lot of us do, we fill in our eyebrows. You know, it's a struggle. The eyebrow is a very intricate art, and there's so many different kinds of products that you can use. You can use pencils. You could use shadow with a little brush, like all these things. You could do a schmear. You know, there's gloss you can put on your eyebrow. I do a schmear. It's a it's a chive schmear is what I put up there. <laughs> with a little, little veggie chive, yeah. Yeah. veggies and chive schmear mm-hmm. on your eyebrows. They're looking quite good, by the way. Good Thank schmear, you. Jesse. Um, but I remember one Shmira, time. Schmear on fleek. <laughs> <laughs> hey, audience, imagine I said that five years ago. How funny that would have been. <laughs> I remember finding a fantastic eyebrow pencil. Mm-hmm. And the the lady, the cosmetics counter lady who had helped me find this, she was like, oh, oh, yes. You know what's great about this? It's there. But it's not there. And I was like, yes, that's what you want. Unless you're going for a very dramatic look Mm -hmm. with your brows, you know, like a very theatrical look. What you want in an everyday eyebrow pencil is you want it there, but not there. there, Like Ryan Seacrest. (laughs) It's the host copy he's not reading. (laughs) I remember being really frustrated when Seacrest got the live, the Regis Philbin job. Because, first of all, Kelly Rippa said it many times on this. Kelly, go on, Jordan Jesse, go. Very funny. I really think Kelly Ripa is great. How long has that hashtag funny. been trending and she still hasn't come on the show? I know. What, what's your problem? But she doesn't even at look at point, Twitter. At this point, it's contemptuous. Sure. Um, but yeah, She likes Ripa, the tweets, too. She likes the tweets. and uh, Anyway. She still hasn't. So see, all you got to do is t- you have a lot of assistants. Just have one of them. <laughs> Email Matt. Um, but uh, in addition to Kelly Ripa being really funny, which I think Kelly Ripa, Kelly Ripa is a great host and really funny. Um. 
fucking Regis Philbin's hilarious. Was hilarious. All right, Great. may he rest in peace. Like, and you could never say he wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. bringing so much flavor and just, just completely, you know, Kelly Ripa, a wonderful eyebrow razor, you know, but- Schmear uh, razor, if you will. <laughs> but like Regis bringing so much to the table. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like they just decided that Kelly was enough talent for one show. And like, they were just like, just get somebody that won't ever fuck anything up. Just a no mistakes ever person. Um, I wonder, I'm so curious to see what those guys are like in person. Maniacal. They're maniacal. They How else have, like, could you get that? Probably job? have insane handshakes, and they have <laughs> like, like a handshake philosophy too. Like bre- like break your hand handshake. Yeah, or they like or they like twist and pull, or they Ooh. or maybe that's maybe they do maybe they do the hand goes limp. I don't know. These seem like guys who have or like maybe thought about thing? and practiced their handshake. What's the thing that I forget what it's called when you lick your ha- fingers and then stick them in someone's ear? <laughs> a wet willy. A Maybe wet they just give willy. you a wet willy. Right, you extend your hand, and then they they wet lick willy and stick. You. And you're like, this whoa. Is, um, this is what I think about these people. I heard an interview one time with, you know, Robin Givens or Katie Couric, one of these kind of uh, daytime news people. They're also mm-hmm. evening news people, Couric included, but uh, people famous for their daytime news work, and. There was this piece of it where they said that the booking wars on morning news shows were such, the network shows, that a newsmaker who was not a famous person would get booked on Good Morning America. And the Today Show would know what hotel Good Morning America put people up at when they flew them in the night before to go on Good Morning America in the morning. The Today Show would send a car to that hotel and try and trick them into getting to, into the Today Show's <laughs> no! car and drive them to the Today Show. That's, Isn't like, that the, called that's kidnapping? Whatever is short of kidnapping. <laughs> that's the show. <laughs> and mean, do an impractical Joker's style show like, about- like go throw the whole car out and be like, guess where Henry you're- Tricking Henry Cavill into being on a different talk show. <laughs> guess where you're not going. <laughs> And guess where your family is? They're tied up. (laughs) And if you don't do the show, (laughs) they'll die one by one. I think that what a Ryan Seacrest is, is that maniacal obsession, that level of passionate commitment, that sort of completely laser focused drive without the veneer of journalism Mm -hmm. like leave aside the going to college leave aside interning at a local newspaper leave aside all the things that you know barbara walters did to become barbara walters just the part where you send a car to kidnap someone (laughs) well that makes me think he's not a wet willy guy he's like a like shank you like maybe put out pull out a switchblade 
Right. He yeah. or he goes to your house when you're not there, and he fucks everything up, and he doesn't steal anything, but he just fucked everything up to let you know that he can get into your house at any yeah. time. Or maybe just moves one thing. Maybe just moves. Maybe he doesn't even fuck up the room. He just like <laughs> unplugs your clock radio and like puts and plugs it in somewhere different. So you know that he can get in at any time. I just rewatched um, Misery recently. And the mm-hmm. way that she knew he was sneaking out of his room is he had dropped. He, there was a penguin figurine that was facing right. the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. That's. Yeah, that's a Seacrest move. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you that Seacrest is doing these kind of subterfuges, but he a hundred percent takes a hair out when he finishes writing in his journal in his journal and then puts it on there in case his parents open it up. <laughs> Seacrest knows. Seacrest measures the liquor bottles before he leaves the house, so he knows. <laughs> I don't if even you drank think, like, any. It's not even that. Like I, I think the most intense and upsetting part to me about it was not that I believed him to be crypto evil. I didn't secretly think that he, from reading this big piece about him, that he, you know, felt that men shouldn't love other men. Um, Like I I didn't think that there was a secret dark agenda. Mm -hmm. I think it was that, and I honestly didn't even get the impression that he was a jerk at all. Like, 0%. There was nothing in the article that suggested even a little bit that he was even, like, mean to his employees or whatever, you know? Like, yelled or whatever in the office. It was just how hard he worked and how he wasn't working at anything that was anything. Mm. Like, the, his, the amount of work he was willing to put in without any expressed values of any kind Mm. (laughs) like he wasn't even trying to like teach people to love christ through the twenty thousand dollar pyramid or whatever (laughs) like it was really just about having being on more televisions not having people watch them even just being on more (laughs) of them that makes me think remember when bob barker hosted the price is right and he signed off every show with spay and neuter. Sure. Like, yeah. at least that was, like, sure, I, right. that was that a is, great thing to that do. That is middle of the road <laughs> a stance as you can take. Maybe there's people out there who are against spaying and neutering. Maybe they I mean, think that it's I, against God. God wants no, animals I, I, to have babies every time they away, ejaculate. After he passed away, I was very surprised that he was not talking about pets. Maybe that's to me. That was oh. I thought that was when they revealed that <laughs> his widow revealed. He was, he was talking about men and women the whole time. Oh, yeah. Have the hey, yeah have them spayed wow. or neutered? I guess I <laughs> Whoa, who is them? <laughs> Bob them? Parker. Wow. Um. Well, okay. hey, I I do want to I I want to ask Helen about something. It is it has it has a little bit of seriousness to it, and it's mm. not. It, so sometimes we'll do a thing on the show where I'm like, "Can I get serious for a minute?" And then I'm like, "I put a mushroom in my butt," and like that's the thing. <laughs> this is not that. This actually no. the has, mushroom is up you, your nose. How did you know there was a mushroom in my butt? <laughs> the top of how the mushroom is know? sticking down at it, so the stem is in your right. nose. 
but the top is coming down out of your nose, so it looks like a half of a mustache. Right. Well, Helen, but as Jesse said, uh, we, you were making a lot of faces at the top of the show. I'm like, oh, that's a mushroom in the butt face. If uh, I've it, ever seen I, it was, it, and it's a, you know, it's a shiitake, and they have a very specific <laughs> yeah. shape. Right. Jordan, so, it's a little, it's a little something that in the Urban Dictionary you'll find under toadstooling. Yeah, and it's in sideways, so there's like yeah. a st- the stem is halfway oh, in, halfway out. Ooh, so that's nice. where that's that's the flare of the mushroom in my asshole. Give it a little um, flare. What a, I mean, and and what a perfect, and and yes, this is a great springboard to, to this <laughs> next topic. Uh, Ellen, you were you were telling us at the at the, uh, before we before we started the show that you yeah you you lost a beloved pet this week. I did, yeah, my dear dog Dodger died less than a week ago now. And um, anyone who follows me on Instagram or Twitter knows that I've been devastated about it. As it is devastating to lose a beloved pet. He was actually the first dog that I was ever my dog, really my dog. And he was amazing. He was an incredible dog. And we were just so compatible. I think that's why a lot of people like you know, they return dogs to the shelters or they give up their dogs. And it's just because dogs are like people. Like you really need to find the one that's compatible with you. Like I didn't realize, I didn't realize. Try discard, try discard, try discard. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dodger was an older fella. I got him when he was nine and that's my speed. Like my speed of life is geriatric dog. <laughs> that do you, was. Do you? Uh, where did you? Where did, where did you get him? Where does where does one get I got a, him a, a from nice nine year old dog? The L.A. Animal Services, which is this L.A. City shelter mm-hmm. in Van Nuys, California. So it's called the East Valley mm-hmm. Shelter, and they had very shoddy information about him, but. He had been found, I think he might have been surrendered when he was like seven or eight. And then he was adopted out after that. And then they found him like running the streets of Van Nuys with a chain around his neck. Oh, boy. So he'd like broken out of wherever he had been for well, a I mean, year. That's, that's yeah, a Saturday my... night in Van Nuys. If anybody's <laughs> been to Van Nuys on a Saturday night, you're going to run down the street with a chain around your neck, okay? Yeah, my uncle ran the streets of Van Nuys in the '60s. Right, uh, he wrapped the chain around his hand, but same same deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like it was, which was hilarious to me because he was so not hard. <laughs> like Dodger was not <laughs> Dodger was not a chain around him that kind of dude. He was just like he was super a real soy boy. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> loved really Wes was. Anderson. He was a softie. <laughs> yeah, he was a the real postal softie, service. Like... Always listening to the postal service. <laughs> He jumped on the he jumped on the pronouns thing like immediately. Oh he adopted yeah, it. sure. So fa- he was one of the sure. first adopters of. Pronouns. Let's go to sushi, said Dodger. <laughs> I'm yeah. craving sushi. <laughs> oh, Nagi. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, he was so not hard. He was so uh, conflict averse to the point where it was problematic. Where like I would be, like I once got catcalled. By a bunch of gardeners, landscapers one time, and I got into it with them. I was like, what did you say? What did you say? And Do- Dodger's there like. Mm. <laughs> Dodger like and, rolls over. with the Right. Like, whoa, Dodger's whoa. like, hey, I know you're getting to a fight, but will you, anybody want to pet my tummy? 
Um, I was like, Dodger, you couldn't like let out. And Dodger was a big, big boy, like very uh, intimidating yeah, yeah. looking when you, you saw him. He was he, everybody looked, said he looked like a wolf. And I was like, Dodger, you couldn't really let out one bark at these sexual harassers that I'm getting into a verbal altercation with. He's like, no. Yeah. No. Nah. We should we should vent later on Twitter, not in person. <laughs> anyway, um, Dodger. Yeah, was I, I the never best boy. I never got to meet Dodger, but Dodger, but I definitely loved all of your social media posts about oh, him and he you. seemed like he seemed like a, a really great guy and, and uh, great guy. With, with with an owner like you, I'm sure he had a really happy life. He was lucky yeah, to lucky to have you. you and lucky lucky to have someone that took him in, you know, at that extended age. That's really cool of you, I'm sure. Yeah, Let me yeah. just say, Helen. I disagree, but I'm going to let it pass. <laughs> just going to let it pass. I'm not going to get into it with Jordan here, but I disagree. Right. <laughs> so Dodger died of old age. He was 13 earlier this week and absolutely devastating. And I've been sobbing and bawling my eyes out. But in true stand-up comedy fashion, I'm like, there's a lot of comedy. Like, there's some funny shit around. <laughs> I'm going to get a tight five out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can do just, this on Seth Meyers if yeah. he still has comics. I don't know if he does. <laughs> I don't watch it regularly. BT Dubs. I was, I did have a profile as a stand-up comic on Late Night with Carson Daly about 10 years ago. Okay. <laughs> no, talking. Heck yeah. But I never got to meet him. It was like, it was like an independently produced package. So yeah. I never met the guy. A lot of field uh, pieces on that show. Yeah, it was a field piece where they did a little profile of me and there was snippets of my stand-up. I mean, it was, you know, it, to to his credit and to it, to my credit for a while, I was like, ooh, this is like one of my, I, I you know, I could consider it a late night set. It was yeah, sort of a, it was more of an NBC very, very, very early Wednesday morning kind of <laughs> style. <laughs> But he gave me a very lovely intro, so that was my interaction with Carson Daly as I got to see him on TV just like everyone else. And I was like, oh, he's saying my name. I found myself wondering when my dog died, Helen, I was so sad about it. Um, and I realized I, I was like really trying to figure out which of these was the case, that I was processing the grief of my father having died during the pandemic when we couldn't have a funeral and stuff like that through my dog having died, you know, later on, or possibly I just liked my dog more than my dad. I mean, it's not that I didn't like my dad at all. I did like my dad, but maybe I was sadder about my dog dying because my dog was better. Hard to uh, say for sure. I, I Hard to say for sure. I think that's hashtag facts. I think the answer is B, mm. Jesse. I think we all know that. R.I.P. Because... to both. Let me just say <laughs> R.I.P. to both. <laughs> I mean, I think we know they're both in heaven jamming with Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely liked my dog better than my parents who are still alive. <laughs> and... That's that's one of the other that's one of the examples of the funny things that happen is uh my mom is just not a warm fuzzy like oh you're upset like let me comfort she's not comforting in any way whatsoever. Um you should see her run down Van Nuys Boulevard with Jane around her neck though. <laughs> is her Van Nuys Boulevard? I don't know. Fearsome. 
so she's like, you know, I'm sobbing and bawling. She's like, oh, well, you know, everybody dies. <laughs> everybody. Oh, but she did boy. do this thing. She did this wow. thing where uh, I, ju- I just saw them because I was, I, I just spent a few days with them um, on my way back from burying my dog. Oh, here's an aside too, Jesse, how you factor into the story. Yeah. So my dog dies. I, and- I, Jordan, I can, I can explain Helen. I don't mean to, <laughs> Jordan, I killed Helen's dog. <laughs> Yeah, I Is she the just finding out now? Out. <laughs> yeah, surprise! I was gonna, it? I was gonna keep it on the QT, but I feel like it's just like bubbling out of me because I'm having so much fun with you guys. Yeah. But did you kill him while wearing a chain around your neck? <laughs> <laughs> Again, because... around my fist, like my uncle, right? <laughs> because then it's like, okay. All right. At least there was some kinship there. There was some but solidarity. What, how do I factor into your story is sincerely, Helen? Okay. So I, my dog dies and I immediately have, well, my dog is on his deathbed. This was even before he died. I started thinking of like, what, what do I do with him? You know, because he's shortly going to expire. Um, and I couldn't bear the thought of incinerating him, which is what most people do with their dogs. Um He's a, a husky mix and he had all this fur and just the thought of that fur going up in flames, like I couldn't stomach it. So I was like, I have to bury my dog. Where does one bury one's dog? Harder well, husky, question than- yeah. uh, Especially a husky mix, who's going to just straight up, who's going to do all that digging? Yeah. Because <laughs> Helen, I don't mean to be rude, but you're a parent. You're not going to be doing that digging. No, no. And as a friend pointed out, she just flatly said, you know, the ground is really hard, Helen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, ground is really hard. Yeah. And it is. So, and I also had the inclination that I wanted him to be buried somewhere cold because he was a husky and he was always, he had this incredible double fur coat. He was always schwitzing in LA, just always overheated. Always liked to spend his nights outside in the backyard where the air was cooler. And I always felt a little guilty that I didn't take him to snowy places more often when he was alive. And I thought, I have this very strong inclination. I want my dog to be buried and I want him to be buried somewhere cold. Now, where does one do that? So I'm looking up, looking up. There's no good pet cemeteries. The ones that are always on the side of a freeway in Nevada or something. Then Crap. somebody buries their kid out there because they hear that it'll bring the kid back to life. <laughs> they come back, but they're different. Right. Uh, and I'm like, shit. So then in a like emotional panic, I tweet an Instagram story. Hey, friends, do I know anyone that owns property somewhere cold? And someone tweets back at me. I know Jesse Thorne has a cabin somewhere. <laughs> it's true. I do. And Jesse Thorne, to your credit, you tweeted in response like, yes, Helen, email me. And I was like, what a fucking weird request. I, I thought you were just looking for a vacation spot. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you with this cryptic like tweet that I've sent out? That I got to tell you this, Helen. You're not going to believe where my dog is right now, the dead one. One of my dogs is right here at my house. But like taxidermied? Like taxidermied? Like staring at you from the living room? No, she's up at my cabin, baby, in a in a Ziploc bag. 
because I I brought her up there, but then uh, I figured I'd wait until my kids got up there to, you know, spread her around on the ground or whatever. She was incinerated. Mm. Uh, I just imagined her in a giant Ziploc bag. Yeah, just I got one of those ones for like putting your. Uh, <laughs> I got one of the kind where you press the air out of yeah. it. To right. put, you like, want to store some sweaters for this I was yeah. literally, <laughs> I had an image of like a giant Ziploc bag with your dog in it, and you had to press all the air out, and then you. One of the these is or... the dog, and one of these is chili. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? Seventeen gallons of Zik- yeah. a seventeen <laughs> gallon Ziploc right. bag. Did you find a cold place? Did I you? Did. I did. Well, first of all, I have to say, um, a guy that I worked with one time on a variety show, like I swear to God, eleven years ago when I first moved to LA, um, tweeted back at me and said, "Hey, I own um, property in Ohio. What are you looking to do?" And I was like, "Uh, you know." So I get on the phone with him and I'm like eh, my dog died and I need to marry him somewhere cold and the, to this guy's credit I don't know this person hardly at all I worked with him one time 11 years ago to his credit this guy goes you're totally welcome to come here Aww. and bury your dog and I'm like oh shit and that's part of the thing that's really been amazing about this horrible experience of losing my dog is just the humanity that I've seen, like so much kindness, so much empathy, so much sympathy. And like this random stranger almost is like, yeah, I have property in Ohio. It's freezing cold. I love dogs too. Say no more. You, If you want to bury your dog here, you're totally welcome. It's a great property. I have lots of acres and it snows like seven months out of the year. And I'm like, I'm there. And I was like, I can be there in two days. He's like, no, no, you're not. I drove it, and it takes seven. <laughs> well, you drove, huh? You hopped in the car, huh? Are you, no, so I didn't. I didn't end up doing that because after that, I was like, "How the fuck am I going to drive my dog in a heat wave seven days? Like, what is? <laughs> how does one transport a dead body seven days in a heat wave? Like, there's not enough ice in the world. I'm pretty sure Matt knows. We should ask Matt. Matt's uh, probably just seems like. Matt, the giant Ziploc bag is the way you do it. You see, oh, yeah, yeah, you vacuum seal it, and then uh, you just you don't put it in your trunk because it's going to get too much heat. Uh, so just sit it right there on your lap. Uh, you can take the carpool lane. Matt has a. We should explain. Matt has a famously cold lap. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, compared to my trunk, yeah. you laugh, but I've done this before. <laughs> You know, I, I, I often get migraines and I need a cold pack. Next time, I'm going to come to your house and, and sit put on my, my head lap. on your lap. <laughs> Helen, do you, have this kind of, yeah. do you have this kind of stretchy cold pack that stretches around your head and it's like a weird hat? No. God, you got to get one of those. One. I'm, Pro I know tip. You're, the, you're the king of migraines, oh, Jesse. I only found out about these weird stretch hats. I know that we're talking about uh, our mo- the most beloved animals in our lives <laughs> passing away and not stretchy hats made of ice gel. But these in- hats are incredible. This is a relatively new invention. They're incredible. Recommended. Just go uh, on a popular e-commerce website and purchase yourself I, one. I will. I will. I'm getting stretchy. It's on my to-do list after finish t- telling you the story of my dead dog. What, um, uh, yeah, wh- where did you? So, so Ohio, maybe 
I, maybe Ohio was great an to get the offer, but that didn't actually, yeah, quite work it made out me feel so much better. But I, I couldn't figure out how to get my dog without him decomposing in my hot car over the course of a seven-day drive to Ohio. Then I keep googling and googling and googling, and I find out that there's an eco, like oh, hippy-dippy, yes. <laughs> Eco hippy dippy pet cemetery on a private ranch in Oregon, which is much closer. That's the state for it. That's the state where you have that. Yeah. And it was incredible. And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God. And it's affordable. And it's like these two lesbians own this ranch, like just over the border from California. And they do um, like human burials there as well as pet burials and in an eco-friendly way. So they just kind of let the, you know, let the body go back to, you know, helping feed plants and trees and things like that. So you can't bury anything other than the body and like wrapped in a, you know, totally um, decomposable, a cotton sheet. That's basically all you can put in there. Like you can't put some uh, documents you're looking to get rid of. Uh, <laughs> just some documents. <laughs> Polyester. It's not true. I buried mine with a gun. <laughs> I couldn't get what? the fucking fingerprints off. Should yeah. I? I wonder if a chain around the neck is considered <laughs> compostable. An organic that, chain. Yeah, like a, um, like a like a stainless steel chain, maybe probably compostable. Don't yeah. you think? That's really uh, that. That sounds like a beautiful option. Is that what you? Is that what That's you what ended up doing? Are you? That's what it, I did. So you were in Oregon, and I put my dead dog's body into a giant IKEA bag, and he looked so cozy in the IKEA bag. But then by the time, and I did put a shit ton of ice, like those ice pack things, <laughs> on him, and I had a cooler full of fresh ice packs, and I stopped one night at my sister's place in the Bay Area and like replenished the ice packs, and so my dog, my dead dog's body is on ice in an IKEA bag, and I finally get there and I pull him out, but his body has now molded to the inside of the IKEA bag. Oh no! <laughs> so he can't quite fully lay his right. head on the ground, and I'm trying to smash his head down. <laughs> And his head's like, nope, staying up, staying oh, up, no. staying up here, like a la the curve of the Ikea bag. Helen, was his voice the same in death as it had been in life? Yeah, it was exactly, ah, yep, nah, nah. it was like very, um, a little Daffy Duck, maybe. <laughs> yeah, head's up here now. Um, and, but, uh, it was a, it's beautiful, and they assure me that it snows a shit ton. It is uh, the 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 ranch is at five thousand elevation, so um, they were like, "Oh, it snowed on Monday! Like it's literally snowed this week." And I was like, "Yes." This, this is, is one of the many situations in life where you're looking around for a lesbian couple who's got it handled. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just so on top of it. The lesbians, they have an answer to everything. Like, I mean, yeah. Helen, uh, I mean, th thank you for sharing this with us. I mean, it, you know, Jesse and yeah. I are both, we're both pet guys. So we yeah. both like feel you and we're both like, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what would, what I'll 
feel when the time comes to say goodbye to my beloved pet. I'm sure it's mm. it's been really tough. Thank you for come, even doing the show. I don't know that uh, oh yeah I would want a podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, this is the this is like the you know this is the um, hunger of of being a performer is like I'm in distress. I gotta talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Although I, uh, I, Jordan, I'm again. I'm sorry to interject. <laughs> I just have to register my objection here. I'd rather you weren't here. But go ahead, Jordan. Continue. <laughs> sure, we wanted to get AG. We wanted to ask him some Wheel of Fortune questions. Yeah. I I I feel like the lesbians who own this ranch are the they're the they're the steel chain around the neck of any problem. Yes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You know what? There is not a problem in Van Nuys that could not be solved right now by my Aunt Gail, mm-hmm. a lesbian with her own Husky Rescue Organization. Mm. I could send her and her band of one-eyed, three-legged Huskies mm-hmm. in the El Camino down to Van Nuys <laughs> with a couple of chains, and they'd have the whole town straightened out. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, just curious just to kind of cap off the story. Like, what do you think Dodgers doing up in heaven with Hendrix? Do you think he's <laughs> just jamming playing or? the drums or do you think he's got the axe like he's playing rhythm and Jimmy's playing lead? I Maybe he's playing love, lead. And- I, whatever he's doing, he better be headbanging because he had just this incredible fur coat mm-hmm, and just the fur around his neck was so thick and I imagine if he was headbanging, he would just like flop forward ever so slightly and just this mm. incredible wave of like hair fur. Can I ask you guys a question? On drums, is that Mother Teresa? <laughs> it looks like Dude, her. she can wail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, is that Mother Teresa? John Bonham's like, uh, I guess I chose the wrong career. <laughs> <sighs> I, I really love that this was a horrible tragedy and I was devastated, but really everybody was so kind. Everybody gets it. You know, even I feel like pet love people who don't have pets kind of get it. But I, I have this like outpouring of DMS and posts on my, uh, uh, like comments on my post about Dodger passing. And, and I, I was actually scheduled to headline a weekend at a comedy club in San Diego this weekend called Mike drop comedy. And that I couldn't do. I couldn't, I couldn't, drive down from burying my dog in Oregon straight to San Diego, which was what would have to happen. Drive straight to San Diego to do four shows, a full hour each of just yucking it up and not, and you you know know what I mean? And I could see that like Oregon, especially like kind of, you know, in the forest and the mountains, it has like contemplative energy, a place to reflect. San Diego, maybe not so no. much. <laughs> no. You'll be- I mean, San Diego has multiple submarines you can go in. Sure. <laughs> but you're just out there, you know, thinking about the time you shared with your beloved pet, and then bam, you get hit with a volleyball. <laughs> can you, imp- are they implodable submarines in San Diego? Well, they I mean, I be. presume they're, I, all, look, if we've learned anything, it's that, all submarines have their implosion point. <laughs> the hey, only uh, unemployable submarine is the submarine you have yet to implode. Hey, uh, guys, I had, I had a little too much coffee before the record. Can I? Uh, can we take a break and I can find my implosion point and then <laughs> yeah, here, for a little bit more. I'll hold your mushroom. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse. Go. Love me, love me, love me. 
It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hey, we're coming to London, England, so if you're on what I call the wrong side of the pond... <laughs> I don't know. Well, the shit floats. <laughs> oh, we're going to roast you, London. We hope you brought your fireproof pants, because you're about to get roasted, America style. Seriously, though, uh, if you're if you're in London and you're listening to this, or in, frankly, in the entire in the entirety of uh, uh, England, Wales, Scotland, I'm going to give people who are across in Ireland a, a pass. But if you're in any of those places, you're not coming to Jordan Jesse Go in London. What are we even doing? What are you? What are we doing here? Uh, September fourteenth, you can go to maximumfund.org/events and find all the particulars, how to get tickets, etc. And uh, hey, um, I think we're going to have a lot of fun folks joining us on stage. But we can announce now that one of those fun folks is going to be our buddy, beloved Jordan Jesse Go regular comedy writer extraordinaire Sarah Morgan. Yeah, Morgan's on the books already, folks. Morgan's on the books. Who knows who else will join us at this wonderful show? Maximumfund.org slash events is where you can find that information. So get your tickets. We're also supported this week by the folks at Stitch Fix. Hey, Jesse. Jordan. Check out the shirt I'm wearing. Now this looks like a fun summer print to me. Yeah, it is. Know where I got it? Boy, um, my first thought was from just like an incredibly fashionable friend or acquaintance. Well, kind of. If by friend or acquaintance you mean website or website. <laughs> uh, Stitchfix.com slash JJGo. It's a really, really cool website where you can get clothes that fit great. They look great. You get a you get a personal stylist, a real human being who works with you to create a special wardrobe that you're gonna love. The clothes always fit. Uh, they're easy to send back. Um, they got all kinds of sizes from XS to three XL. Um, you go on Stitch Fix. You take a fun quiz. They you tell them what you like, what you don't like what kind of stuff you need clothes for, the office, going out. Do you need shorts? Do you need longs? What do you need? You tell the Stitch Fix quiz, and they send you a cool box of stuff that looks great, fits great, feels great. You send back what you don't want. You keep what you do want. The sending back is incredibly easy. You get a prepaid envelope. Easy peasy. They ask you, one of the questions just says, do you need shorts? What about longs? <laughs> Mediums? <laughs> Try Stitch it. Fix today at stitchfix.com slash JJGo. You'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash JJGo for 25% off today. Stitchfix.com slash JJGo. We're also supported this week by the folks at Lumi Labs. That's the microdosing people. Yeah, microdose.com is where you go to get these Lumi Lab gummies. They give you perfect entry-level doses of THC that'll help you feel just the right amount of good. Uh Jesse, I love these things. You love these things. When when, yep. when when do you like to uh pop a Lumi Labs microdose gummy? Take it from me, the king of drugs. One great thing to do is just munch half one of these 
little guys, in the middle of your day while you're knocking out things from your to-do list, you know, you're sitting at your computer knocking stuff out, and it just keeps you, you get you in the right space. Yeah. It gets you in the right space. Yeah, it's good good for unwinding at the end of the day. I like to have one before I watch my nightly Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> it's good for winding at the beginning of a fishing trip. If your reel is having trouble with your reel. If you're having trouble with your reel, they'll help you. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code JJGO to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. Again, that is microdose.com, code JJGO. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Uh, Jordan Morris, boy detective. Helen Hong, the unbearded lady. <laughs> That's fun. That's who she met in the uh, in, on the television variety show that with the property and uh, the. You know, well, I feel a little. I immediately assumed, honestly, I was like imagining David Copperfield, the magician David Copper. That's the only person I could think of appearing on a television variety show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm feeling a little like uh, lacking in the facial hair department between the two of you. And now, you know, Jesse, you've had that great beard and mustache for a while, but Jordan, this beard man, yeah, it is healthy. Thank you. And sorry I mean, for making you, you feel a, like a total chump. Yeah. I feel like a naked like <laughs> loser over here because I have no great beard. And both of you are like the Pantene ad of beards right now. Nice of you to say. I think before I'll, I'll even mention that, um, you know, I felt really great. You made me feel really great before we started recording. You, you, you were nice enough to say that my beard had a dash of Santa. It was... It, it might be Santa on the brain right now because I'm auditioning for a Christmas movie tomorrow, July 3rd, <laughs> <laughs> which is when they shoot all the Christmas movies, which I'm obsessed with because every time I see a Christmas movie and I see them all bundled up, I'm like, oh, they are schwitzing as fuck. They're sweating their balls off right now. Let me guess, they Helen, you're auditioning all. for Prancer? Yes. Dasher. No. Um, Rudy, Rudolph, come on, oh, I'm a star. Yes, I'm yeah. a goddamn star, Jordan. Sorry, can you sorry. Not, you... <laughs> can you not picture this nose lighting the fuck up? You know, now that you say it, I can't. She's auditioning for fret rapper Asher Roth. She's auditioning <laughs> to play Asher Roth. I anyway, you, very Santa esque. Thank you. Nice like of you a to dash say. of Santa, not oh, a dasher oh. of Santa, but a dash of Santa. It is summertime now, as you mentioned. I know this because from June to September, my neighborhood is awash in fireworks as people celebrate this the reason for the season, which is the Boston Tea Party, I think, or something. Mm -hmm. But on Jordan Jesse Go, we are dedicated to the spirit of the summer boy, which is the spirit of summer as embodied through word, deed, correct thought, and so forth. It's a way of literalizing, manifesting the ephemeral abstract qualities that we associate with a perfect summer. Um, Jordan wore a Bart Simpson 
muscle shirt and a Speedo at a social gathering. I did something. I don't remember what it was. Oh, I got a baseball <laughs> you did. tattoo. You did do that. I got a baseball tattoo. Yeah, there you that go. That was something. That was something. Wait, so, a muscle shirt or a muzzle shirt? A muzzle shirt. Yeah. And he was biting a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Definitely like with the ball the ball in the mouth. Yeah, Jesse, you're 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 nice to cover for me, but it was for sexual reasons. <laughs> yeah. I was wearing the muzzle shirt because um of a sex thing. Helen, you've heard the great. expression biting the hand that fucks you. Yes. <laughs> well. Natch. <laughs> Keep your palm flat or I'll get the fingers. Have you done? <laughs> I don't know. Have you done any uh, summer activities, or do you have any summer activities planned, Helen? Any jet skiing uh, or similar? Um, nah. <laughs> I mean, That's if you funny. get this Christmas movie, you're gonna, you know, they'll probably whisk you up to Canada or something, and you'll just like skip summer entirely and have no, you know two that, months that's, of that's artificial. That's the funny Christmas. thing about the Christmas movies is they're all shot probably in Van Nuys, <laughs> and you know, and like they just they replace the chain with like a right. Christmas sweater. Have yourself uh-huh. a yeah. little Van Nuys Christmas. <laughs> And so I actually, <laughs> I hope I get this Christmas movie because I want to shoot a Christmas movie. It's a rite of passage, I think, for actors in L.A. to shoot a Christmas movie in the dead of summer, which is when <laughs> most of them are produced and just sweat their balls off and then watch back and go, oh, my God. I yeah. remember, like, how much fucking powder do I have on my face? I was just... doing a good job shivering. I re- yeah. My shivering here <laughs> yeah. is really convincing. Yeah. <laughs> Helen, yeah. I got to tell you, to me, to be dressed as a Christmas elf or whatever the fuck in Van Nuys in July is a powerful summer boy move. It is, ironically. Yeah, You're I right. think that summer boy cuts cuts both ways in that sense. Like, I think that expressing wearing a full full winter garb in july van nuys you know you're absolutely right because now that i think about it would i be more intimidated by someone running at me with a chain around their neck Mm -hmm. or someone in a fairy outfit like a christmas christmas elf running a christmas elf outfit (laughs) i would be more (laughs) intimidated a string of those jingle bells maybe maybe (laughs) they're trying to whip you with a jingle bell harness Jordan, we can't get back into your sex shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got a Christmas thing. <laughs> okay, we got to so we've asked our listeners to share their summer boy activities with us either by recording a voice memo, sending it to jjgo at maximumfun.org or giving us a call at 206-984-4fun. Uh Matt, what what do we got on the on deck this week? and miraculous guest. Uh, my name is Paige from Chicago. She, her. I was just calling uh, to say that I'm having an excellent summer boy summer as well as uh, celebrating anal August early. I just had uh, my first anal experience uh, and I'm starting my uh, my slut era of uh, right before my 30s. So, yeah, it was great. Had a great time. Gonna do it again. Thanks so much, guys. Love the show. Bye. But was it with a mushroom, though? (laughs) Yeah, you know, Jesse, we we started off the show by talking about the end of an era, but 
this is this now, now there's yeah. a, we've heralded a new beginning there's a Jordan, new beginning should we be starting our slut eras now <laughs> uh i mean yes yeah i mean yeah it seems right right <laughs> yeah slutty I, 40s right that the, what they say i want to acknowledge first of all helen that you're a miraculous guest i i love that I feel, now we know that anal is the true gift of the magic. I, I feel like I'm turning water into wine right. and and walking on water anally as mm-hmm. we speak. Jesse, so I sold you. my butt plug to buy you this lube. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I think well, Paige was our caller's name. I believe is is that sound right to you guys? I, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna call them Paige. I what I found myself first of all I'm glad that they discovered uh, the world of anal pleasure it mm-hmm. it truly is a miraculous world I I have to say that the main thing I started thinking about was just how other stuff would would sound if a person from Chicago was telling me about it <laughs> You know what I was thinking was have yourself an <laughs> anal little Christmas. In Van Nuys. In... <laughs> oh, the anal in Van Nuys. Oh, chef's kiss. Listen, you go to the San Gabriel Valley for dim sum, <laughs> and you go to Van Nuys for anal. I mean, you we laugh and joke, but you and I both know, though the three of us all know Van Nuys is anal country. Sure. <laughs> if you're going to do anal... Anywhere in God's United States of America, tell me Got it's it. not Van Nuys. Got to right. be Van Nuys. Got you, to people be go Van Nuys. on on fucking vacations, anal vacations to Van Nuys. Mm-hmm. I think they sell uh, like um, little tourist trinkets of like you know the lettering of Van Nuys, but it's you stick it up your butt. Right. Yeah, that's one hundred percent true. The V really is a good entry point. (laughs) Oh, you can get a V up there. You can really get a V up there. I was listening to a Prairie Home Companion Mm -hmm. this past weekend, and there was an underwriting spot for. No, it doesn't, (laughs) Helen. You, I'm trying to do a bit. This isn't a real show, Helen. (laughs) You were so convincingly earnest. I was like, you were. I was going to say... Do the, do the, yeah, just, oh, Jesse, uh, were you listening to Prairie Home Companion? I was weekend? listening to a Prairie Home Companion, and they had an intriguing underwriting spot for American <laughs> River cruises and an anal-themed cruise up the L.A. River to Van Nuys. Sure. All the way up, up the, the LA, L.A. River, River, if you know what I mean. To Van Nuys. Around the corner. Up the L.A. River. Do you think that I could sell... I think I, I feel like I have a new Etsy concept that I could sell on uh, an Etsy, yeah. open the Etsy store of like Van Nuys, the lettering of Van Nuys spelled out as anal beads. That would be beautiful. I could, and hey, while we're at it, don't neglect the Calabasas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 206-984-4FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. What is up, people of the world? Do you have an argument that you keep having with your friends and you just can't seem to settle it? And you're sitting there arguing about whether it's Star Trek or Star Wars, or you can't decide what is the best nut, or can't agree on what is the best cheese. 
Stop doing that. Listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal only on Max Fun. Your topics asked and answered objectively, definitively for all time. So don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. They can be anywhere, at your office, in your car, and they are wrong. My mom says that the gray house didn't exist, but she's wrong. He just does it wrong. Someone in your life is wrong about something. Something small, something weird, something vitally important. Only one person has the courage to tell them just how wrong they are. You know what you did was wrong, but your daughter is a liar who eats garbage. (laughs) (laughs) They call me Judge John Hodgman. Listen to me on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. If someone in your life is doing you wrong, don't just take it. Take it to court. Submit your case at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Helen Hall, the unbearded lady. Wah, wah. Helen has a brand new comedy special called Well Hong. Uh, you can watch this comedy special in all of the locations. Go to go, go on Amazon Prime. Every go on location. iTunes. Every location. YouTube Premium or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. In Van Nuys, you could watch it. You know what? Watch it on Animal Planet. Why not? <laughs> watch, it, watch it right after Wheel of Fortune... The, the latest Pat Say Jack one. The C in C-SPAN stands for Helen Hong's new comedy special, Well Hong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't know that. Helen, people can watch the special, but what if they're like, I want to I want to see Hong. I want to I want to oh. be close enough to feel Hong's hot breath. Mm. And and hot it is. Do, because... do people do people have an opportunity to do that? Yes. Seems well, impossible. if you happen to live in Colorado Springs, Colorado Some Springs, Some comma, Colorado, okay. which is where Colorado Springs is, the state of Colorado, you can see me there August 26th and 27th at three E's. And I believe the three E's are everlasting eels of emotion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe everlasting emotional eels. So are you op- are you opening for the eels? <laughs> or do yep. they okay. No, no I, I'm the headliner, Jordan. I don't open, they open for, for you. Yeah. Eels open for me. I don't open for no no. Fucking eels open for me, Jordan. I could kind of see Helen opening for a sea snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three I'm E's. Sorry. I'm sorry I am that you were auditioning for one of the lesser reindeer. I'm sorry yeah. that I was implying that you were the opening act for a bunch of eels. You know, if I was going to shove a butt plug up your butt, Jordan, right now, it would be an X, X, extra small just to disappoint you. <laughs> just to disappoint I, you. Know you know what? I deserve it. I deserve that. Uh, you would get the teeny tiniest Van Nuys lettering up your oh, asshole boy. just no, no, to no. disappoint you. I deserve you. it. I deserve it. Thank you. Ugh. Thank you for putting me in my place. Jordan, I went to Red Rocks to see a bunch of eels last week. Mm-hmm. Opening was the eels. Oh. Mark Oliver Everett. Yeah. Sure. It was really cool. It's <laughs> yeah. good to see. Yeah. Great, Great band. Underappreciated. Great yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Steve Perry from Journey was singing with them for a while. Really? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that wild? That's a real thing. Is it? Yeah. No, no 100%. Steve Perry had not sung publicly in like 12 years. And uh, and then he just made friends with Mark Oliver Everett from the Eels. Wow. And just started going to their shows and singing with them. Well, now he's fucking want- greatest shit ever. He's got great taste, want- Steve did Perry. Did people want their money back? Like... No, they were delighted. They they, they just they, they they were there to see a goddamn right. It's a beautiful day, or and then they also got to see "Don't Stop Believing." Hmm. Well, I know yes. what I'm looking at on YouTube after I watch "Well Hung." Hmm. And will that Videos be... of Steve Perry singing with the Eels. Yes, but I'll probably be like too tired from laughing. So maybe I'm gonna I'll be I'm gonna be watching later. YouTube videos on how to create bud plugs in letter shapes. <laughs> You just got to get some. You got to get a three D printer. I think. I think that's the secret. You got to get one of those. You know what? Printers. Go to one of those libraries that has a maker lab and ask them. Yeah, they'll do it. You know where they got one of those? Hmm. Up in Van Nuys. Hmm. Oh, how fitting. Great public yeah. library system. Well, ill fitting. Helen, you're the funniest. Thank you for coming on. Oh, um, thank, thank you, you for, for laughing with us, despite the fact that you have had one of the worst weeks. We really super appreciate it, and we think you're the greatest. Uh, yeah. well, I disagree, are... but I'm going to let Jordan say his <laughs> you, heart. You know, you know, you guys heart. are the mushroom halfway in my asshole of my day. <laughs> thank you, the, Helen. The shiitake real... mushroom halfway oh in and out my asshole. The one night... of you is in and one of you is out, and it's a delight. The nicest and thing I... anyone's ever said to us. Thank you. I want to say that I bet there are some game show and trivia fans out there who also would like some real comedy. And if you like those things, guess what? You already got a podcast app open on your phone right now. You can go subscribe to Go Fact Yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a great time listening to that hilarious show uh, with Helen and our friend J.K. Van Stratton and many, many. What's the most exciting celebrity that you've met doing Go Fact Yourself recently? Um... The most exciting. Oh, uh, Denise Crosby, who was in uh, Star Trek TNG, the first season of Star Trek TNG, which I'm a TNG head. And she played Lieutenant Tasha Yar. Oh, the one they killed at the end of the first season. Yes. Mm. And she was, so it was great to meet her. And she was against um, Larry Wilmore, who I've known for a while uh, through work and stand up. And he's a great guy. And that was a live show that we did at um, LAists, uh, like public space there, the Crawford Family Forum in Pasadena. And that was a blast. I love that. Larry Wilmore is so cool and funny. When Larry Wilmore came on The Sound of Young America 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever, like I felt it was one of those experiences you have talking to somebody where you're like, uh uh-oh. This person is too smart and too funny for me to be talking to them. <laughs> like they should be saving the world and burning down every crowd on earth. He's the opposite of Ryan Seacrest. Yep, he yeah. is. I got to play Go Fact Yourself uh, a couple times, uh, but yeah. once I got to, and just kind of part of it is you, you, you know, contestants come on, they they say they're an expert in something, and then you kind of like surprise them with someone who is like related to their area of expertise. And I got surprised by a real life paleontologist who works at the La Brea Tar Pits, <laughs> my favorite place. 
Yep. It was so fun. I had such a good time. It was such a fun surprise. I like ran into her on the street later. Um, she told me where to get some good Indian food. It was awesome. Oh. Wow. Love that. That's the dream. I, I got to talk to uh, Hall of Fame Major League Baseball broadcaster John Miller. It was mm. a total dream. So where yeah, he, go. Where does he go for Indian food? You know what? I was. This is amazing. This you're not going to believe this. I'm walking down the street mm-hmm. in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. John Miller walking the opposite way down the street. You know, up in front of me. Right. I think oh, God, I could really go for some Indian food right about now. I go. <gasps> Like raise my finger, you know, like, like, oh, like a John Miller clocks me, crosses the street, (laughs) like I was a teen about to steal his purse. He was on his way to Indian food, and he didn't want me to eat at all. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, he was like, non or nah. Yeah. Thank you, Helen. More like nah. Turned out to be more like nah. Uh, uh, Matt Lieb is our producer on the program. Producer Meredith Brian Sunny D Fernandez. Our theme music is "Love You" by the Free Design. Our thanks to the Free Design. Our thanks to Light in the Attic Records, their label, who make many, many, many great uh, reissue songs. Uh, I mean, albums. Uh, they reissued, by the way, the the catalog of Betty Davis. That's just something I was thinking about. Hmm. Betty Davis, legendary funk legend. Uh, light in the attic reissues and uh, maximumfun.reddit.com um, facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go and etc. We will talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported